Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Axon, and uh, I will be your host. Today's guest is Lacey. How are you, Lace? I'm great. How are you? Lacey, you got to move into the mic a little bit closer. Um, this is how far just, I was away before. I sat just up. Shove, you just bring your chair closer. It is as close as it can be. The table okay, leg. that's fine. That's fine. Today, we're going to taste peach-flavored sparkling water. Do you have an opinion on peach as a flavor? I like it with jalapeno. I don't really have an opinion on peach. What do you mean with jalapeno? Spicy sweet. It's classic. Spicy sweet. At the restaurant, at Babar, we had a shrub until recently. We keep changing it, but it was like a jalapeno blueberry ginger. Dude, it was good. Jalapeno peach, jalapeno mango. Those balance better. Cause th- but this one was like pretty spicy. Oh, and it's like that's the mistake most people make is not making it spicy enough. Yeah, because like a spicy beverage is delicious. It's interesting. It's very. And if interesting. you order something with jalapeno in the name, it's because you want a little smack in the mouth. Yeah. Not because you want a hint of jalapeno. And like at Ha, they have a strawberry jalapeno uh, margarita. I at guess. Ha, really? Yeah. Fresh muddled. I try not to order anything too complicated there. The bartenders over there, um, you know, they're they're a little bit inconsistent. The dude with the man bun always is really nice to me and makes his me name, really nice His name is Mormon. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Chris. Well, I mean, everyone calls him Mormon, but it's possible that his name is Chris. <laughs> everyone there has a name, like Pooh. Pooh's name is not Pooh, you know? Oh, okay. Nickname. Yeah. Okay. Heard. Nickname. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with the first one. Have you ever seen one of these guys before? Sure have not. It's a bubbly. Lace lives under a rock. <laughs> I drink tap water like a poor person. Yeah, so do you like sparkling water? Yeah, I do. Especially when I'm hungover. Okay. Are you hungover right now? No. Good. Today is my second day out of seven of not drinking. It smells like fake peach flavor. Yeah. Smells very fake, very candy-esque. Yes. Almost no flavor. Which is kind of ideal. Yeah. Uh, It's refreshing. It shouldn't be like a soda. No. If you had to score this from zero to ten, what would you score it? I guess like a six. Mm, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> um, the bubblies, I always find them too candy-esque. But peach is one flavor that, of the candy flavors, works better. It works better. okay. Like, real peach has like a nice round, juicy feel. Yeah. This doesn't have that. No. Real peach is like texture. Okay, let's go to the next one. Good and Gather. This Ooh, is ginger the, peach. Uh, yeah, ginger peach. This is the um, in-house brand for Target. This was very affordable. <laughs> this was like two fifty for eight. Actually, cans. a really pretty can too. Yeah, it's got a certain gray metallic thing going. It's just very Target. Oh, you hear that? Oh, that's real nice. First look at it. It smells even sweeter than the other one. Can you smell sweetness? I think so. I don't think so. I think what we think we're what we're smelling when we think we're smelling More sweetness fruit. is sweet adjacent things that our brain sort of like associate with that it always comes with sweetness. But I think sweet I think saltiness, you can't smell saltiness. Like in wine, like if you get a fruitier wine, it's usually considered sweeter, maybe not by sugar content, but then like a tar, barnyard, earthy wine. Yes. So in a sort of um experiential way, you can smell sweetness. But I think scientifically, maybe you can't smell. Oh, sweetness. scientifically, probably not. <sighs> Do you taste any ginger in there? No, it tastes metallic. Yeah, the worst ones always have this uh, sort of like tainted metallic. Canned. Yeah. It's like a can. I don't taste any ginger at all. All right, if you had to score it, three. I've had this one for a while because 
You don't like it? <laughs> yeah. Talking Rain. Talking Rain. What do you know about Talking Rain? Nothing. It's local. It's from Preston, Washington. Uh, Talking Rain is always my favorite. Really? Spoiler. Spoiler. It's like always so, so fucking good. Okay. Talking Rain Peach Nectarine. Smell it? It's the driest of the three. Ooh, yeah. Very close nose. Do you agree? I agree. It's almost, almost smells like yeast or something. It's very light. This is my favorite, too. And it's not candy peach. But it is very light. Yeah, that's what's good about it. Like, at work, I'll take a quart, fill it up with ice, fill that up with water, and then I'll squeeze one lime in it. So it just tastes a little bit like lime. A quart? Yeah. Like a plastic container? Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to use glassware. It's a circle. Okay. So what would you score this one? Oh, so nice. I guess that one's like a 10 or an 8. Oh, 10. It's not a 10. But it's, I mean, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best one. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of something wrong with it. Okay. Lace, now I'm going to ask you personal questions, okay? Okay. Uh, Lace, how do we know each other? Uh, we worked at Sushi Capital Tamara together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, where are you from, Lacey? I was born in Winter Park, Florida. Winter Park. Does it ever get cold there? No. So why is it called Winter Park? Florida's a weird place. There are no rules. What do your parents do? Um, I don't know what my father does, and my mom is in school right now. She does some paralegal work on the side. She's studying um, her master's degree, and it's got a really long name, but it basically means that she'll be a nursing home administrator when she gets out of school. How would your family describe you, Lacey? Um, funny. They think mm. I'm funny. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think you're funny, too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I posted something on Facebook the other day that said... Um, like the upper headline was thinking about my future and the okay. lower headline was I peeked into my chip bag to see how many chips I had left so that I would be emotionally prepared for when I ran out. Mm. And my aunt was like, you're so funny. I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was a meme. No, that's a real thing that I did. I yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, what? Wait, so you're not talking about a meme picture? No, I literally about... made oh, my yeah, status okay. about chips. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you're a big meme person. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah, I guess so. I post a lot of them on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people love it. The people do love it. <laughs> people come up to me all the time and they're like, you're killing me, man. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think meme comedy is like underrated where like. I love, yeah. Yeah, it's actually like the best comedians it's of our so era. It's so fast. Yeah, it's like so compressed yeah it speaks to a, like a specific moment or yeah. a specific blend of different kind yeah. of humors there's like some formulas that you can follow and like insert coronavirus yeah or whatever fucking scandal is going on that week yeah and it's like a few words and then a graphic that's usually just like so simple where it's just like in a couple of lines communicating yeah. something and then a couple of words and it's like that's all of it and there's like no fluff lace if you were locked in a room for the rest of your life who would be in there with you uh, Jessica Flynn. Is that your best friend? That's my best friend. Jessica Flynn. Yeah. So you're personally not scared of the coronavirus at all? No. So if I was elderly, I'd be terrified right now, but I'm 30. Yeah. Not even. Are you saying that you're 30 a little bit before you turn 30 to like soften the blow once it happens? I've been calling myself 30 probably since I turned 28. Me too. I also do it like <laughs> several years in advance just to like really soften it's the blow. It's just like whatever. I'm pretty much there. Yeah. It rounds up. Okay, Lace, different question. Okay. 
What's your earliest memory from like when you were a little kid? What's the earliest thing you remember? Um, my mom is working in the kitchen table, the dining table, and I'm playing on the chore, the the floor with the train. Yeah, so that seems real legit because it doesn't. It's not a story. No. So no one told you that that happened. No. Because that's not interesting. No. So it seems real. I think so. Memory is tricky. Memory is tricky. I think like six months ago, I had a crush on you. Really? Yeah. Do you think that you knew that I had a crush on you? Or is that not something you think about? Or is that, or do you assume that everyone has a crush on you? One time when we were <laughs> drunk, you assured me that you weren't trying to have sex with me. Oh, I remember that. That's and I was, so that's when I was like, what? Do you oh, have, so are you trying to have sex with me? That's so funny because thinking about this and like thinking about some follow-up questions and I was like, I hope she doesn't bring that <laughs> Because that was like so... Well, that was the first time I was like, oh, maybe you are though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Another guy, I went to visit him in Vancouver and I'm pretty sure he thought that I was going to hook up with him, but I just wanted to visit Vancouver. Yeah. And he said something like, well, it's not weird, right? Because there's no sexual tension. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like there wasn't. So, okay. So what I'm hearing is like B. You don't like try to guess that? No, not actively. Because you, you're the kind of person that like identifies as a straight shooter, respected on both sides of the aisle. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Both. I think only the liberal side of the aisle would probably <laughs> get along with me. <laughs> Not politically lace. Oh, well, a straight shooter, sure, yeah. It's a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> when I was hanging out with you six months ago, you would always say things like, oh, my guy friend is like, he has a crush on me and he like tries to kiss me or something. It sounds like yeah. me. yeah. That seems like a reoccurring thing that you, like, say sometimes. I guess so. <laughs> this doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like my fault. <laughs> no. I'm, like, self-evaluating right now. Like, am I doing this to myself? But I don't think I am. Yeah. I was thinking about if it sounds too much like I'm, like, blaming women for being catcalled or something. But I don't think that's what I'm saying. Okay. Because what I was asking is, like, like six months ago when I like broke up with that girl and like we were hanging out and maybe I had a crush on you. It was like when you say like, oh, my guy friends always like have a crush on me and they always try to kiss me. It's like me thinking that you're telling me not to kiss you. Oh, no, I don't talk in code like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't send signals. You're just a straight shooter. Yeah, like right. this guy at work, I thought he had a crush on me and he asked to come up to the apartment to have a beer and I was like okay right. sure we've been hanging out for a while and he's like I can't believe I'm up here it's like this is <laughs> this is progress and I said I let you up here because I'm trusting you not to do anything weird okay <laughs> when Which was is that like, that was a couple months ago yeah but that was like a, my straightforward way of saying like stop right don't be weird yes that is very sensible right there you're being very transparent and nice emotionally mature yeah, I yeah. wasn't like, I hate when people mac on me. I hope that no one tries that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so what about this one? This one time you told me that you had some coworker who like was in love with you or something and like wanted to uh, ask you out, but he was too scared. And so he would just text you in the middle of the night and just say the word hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then two weeks ago, you just texted me the word hi when you were drunk. Oh, yeah, I was going to invite you to something. Yeah, but how can I not interpret that as you being in love with me? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, for one thing, I only did it one time. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So you're saying that guy did it many times and it was... Many times. The repetition of it 
that implied. Also, I think it was like 1230 when I texted you. Yeah. But then the next day you texted me like a picture of basically just saying that you were drunk the night before, like a picture of how you took all your clothes off when you like stepped inside of the Oh, the Instagram. <laughs> I but... was I was with Edward. So I think I was going to invite you to oh, hang out with that us. that was the time when uh, that you guys were talking about when you guys got really smashed? Yep. Oh. Okay. That's cool. So I was probably going to invite you to hang out. <clears throat> or maybe I was going to invite you to Chrissy's party. Yeah. And then I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do the boys always have crushes on you, you think? I mean, it's food service. I think that they just have crushes on everyone. Now this is really just me navel-gazing, but it's like my sort of um, journey... I got sober eight months ago and like did way more meditation and like started looking at everything that I think and like feel and stuff. And then when I think I had a crush on you, I like meditated on it a lot. And I was like, why? And I think it was like this really, um, again, this is like totally has nothing to do with you. So it's like very interesting for you, but it's like, I'm going to say it anyway, because it's like, I was working in that sushi place and it was like really hard for me in the beginning. And everyone thought I was like real stupid because I had like no server training. Right. Like, yeah, I'd just been a server with no manager and just like figured it out myself. Right. I just trial and errored my way through it for years of like doing things that people seem to like me doing and repeating those things. But then when you come into a fine dining thing, it's like I didn't know any of the rules and everyone like always picked on me and thought I was kind of stupid. And I really got nervous and like did a bad job because I got so nervous. Sort well, of. also, yeah, they were picking at you. Yeah. That's I mean, that would make anyone do a bad job. And I've said that to you before. Yes. If you can, if you get stopped every five minutes to tell, you know, oh, you're doing that wrong or do that yeah. slightly differently. It's impossible to get anything done. And it's impossible to get in like a good head state and a good flow. And yes, they were just like totally things. preventing you from doing that. Yes. All those things happened. Now, I will say that many of those people were good managers and good trainers. And I think Steve, who owns that restaurant, is a great guy. And Steve is a great guy. He, but you had like five managers. Yeah, was happening. he gave me great pointers, and I am very happy that he just took the time to talk me through so many things. And then there were other people there. <laughs> Steve has a wonderful understanding of what it means to take care of somebody. Yeah, like really fully invest in a guest. Yes, and he has an, a very impressive emotional range with how he can have this bilateral one-on-one relationship with everyone who works for him. And like had this really emotional thing, just very good understanding where he really gets where every single person is coming from. Or at least pretends to understand. I mean, he pretends well enough that you feel seen and you feel like all these different people feel like people like him. Yeah, he's very likable. Yeah. Um, Even though I have some really like, oh, I was so stressed out in the beginning when my first week when he was like, quizzing me on roles and I like didn't know the roles and he was like you're really behind and I like really panicked and stuff (laughs) but um what I was gonna say is like I had like a hard time there in the beginning okay finishing up what we were just saying is the funny thing about all that is that then I started a new restaurant and I just like decided to be confident about it and I just would go like weeks without making a single mistake like everyone got every ramekin of condiment Mm -hmm. everyone was like just flawless because my manager there just thought I was amazing. You'd also upped your skill level by yeah. then. Yeah, it was also like I had been through a five-month boot camp, right? Server boot camp, and I was a great server yeah, after coming out. Yeah, you came in that. Olive Garden and you left fine dining. Yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely boot camp. Um, but um, 
so ever since I've just realized how then at the place where I work now, I was really struggling with expoing and I realized that it was because I was doubting myself mm. and then like, and weeks. customers don't know what they ordered either. So once you get there, they're like, what, what is this? Yeah. And you're like, damn it. It's your yeah. fucking ramen. Yeah. Just eat it. Yeah. And then I just like had this moment where I just like decided to be confident about it. And then ever since it's just been like, I'm just good at it. And that's why people like me. And that's why people like you. <laughs> Because you've decided to be confident. I'm asking you. you. You This whole thing was like, you were like, I was wondering why I had a crush on you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm definitely getting to that. The answer to that is, so I was working in the sushi place and I was really struggling. And the sushi place was like all dudes. And everyone kind of had a crush on you because there's like no one else to have a crush on. And then like. Who's everyone? Mm, I don't know. Sean's like, gay. Yeah, Sean's gay. None of the chefs talked to me. Chrissy yeah. is a straight woman. Yeah. And then the remaining unaddressed people is 80% <laughs> of the people there. You and Edward? Yeah. There's 10 other people uh, that you haven't addressed. Just, um, you know, all the people in the kitchen and like, I don't know. Do you still hang out with uh, Theo? So he moved to the south. Oh, okay. He moved to where his family is at. But yeah, for example, he definitely had a crush on you. Yeah. But it was more like... That's the one young woman in this restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But then, so then, when I felt like we both quit there and I was like... I I felt like the reason I felt like I wanted to... That I had a crush on you was like, because I felt like... Like I was gonna make you my girlfriend, and then you were, we were gonna have dinner there, and then you were gonna like pay for dinner, and then everyone was gonna think I was cool. I was gonna pay. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's like when you realize that sort of like really honest thing about yourself that you have like this really childish sort of uh, thing that you want, which is not about the person or yourself. It's just about this like bigger construct of like trying to impress all these dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like then things start to make sense where it's like my whole life I'm always like I always get into headspaces like that and then like I get what I want and then like I wake up the next day and I'm like totally uninterested <laughs> because like I got what I wanted. Sometimes wanting something is a lot more fun. Yes. But it's like when you try to be a grown up and you try to like build a life, you got to like be more aware and like maybe you can't like like maybe you can't like look at the world like that. Like I what? Like, maybe you can't just be driven by crushes like that, <laughs> that are powered by me just wanting to impress, like... A bunch of sushi chefs. Yeah, a bunch of sushi chefs that think I'm stupid because I forgot to bring in... Don't think about you at all. Three orders of sashimi. And who don't think <laughs> about me, but if you ask them about me, they're like, yeah, this one time he forgot to bring in, like... <laughs> don't think that's what they would say. King. No, no, because, like, yeah, I know, They would I know. say, like, Joa, he's a nice kid. Yeah. He worked here. He was fun. Yeah. They wouldn't no, be I mean, like, remember that tuna sashimi at seat nine on yeah. December 19th? Yeah. Uh, you're right. And like, if I wasn't such a nutcase, I would like remember <laughs> the good things where like, when I quit there, Matt told me that he thought I was like the best bar server he had ever worked with there. That's so cute. It's so nice because we like, really liked each other. Yeah. Like, I love that guy, dude. Yeah, Matt's really cool. Oh, how can someone work... 65 hours a week and, and still, still be nice. I have no idea. And be so purely nice to everyone. I've and never... like relaxed, you know? Yeah. If I worked 65 hours a week, yeah. I would murder somebody. It's like the most evolved 
like emotional base that I don't ever... know. I don't know if it's healthy. I feel like it's a coping mechanism. Well, I mean, morally, it's very positive because it's it's very nice to people around him. You know? Oh, yeah. Being in that state is very positive. But yeah. I don't know about working 65 hours and also doing that. That seems like some repressed, like, you're going to explode one day shit. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going on? You're right. Um, yeah. All right. Maybe um, I just say that to make myself feel better about being unable to work 65 hours and being a nice person. Yeah. I think I might start working more. I was going to work more this year, and then now it's like... Corona, restaurants are many close this year. No, they're not. They'll still be hiring for summer. Seattle summer's not canceled. Lace, God damn it! I hope you're right. I think I'm right. <sighs> Just got to count on people getting lazy. They can't care about any one thing for too long. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is old people. Yeah. It's all us acting all nice and washing our hands to save the old people. And you working on an Asian restaurant, you need to get a job at a white restaurant. Um, nah, I love my restaurant. We'll get another one until it gets back. Nah, I love my place. They take care of me over there. Really? It's a good time over there. Okay. Well, I would be worried if I was in an Asian restaurant, I would get a second job. It's definitely... (laughs) It's definitely a funny situation over there. Just to say it out loud, not that those concerns are founded or fair. Yeah. It's about getting by and paying your bills. Yes. Um... Have you seen that um, there's, like, some legislation you can apply for if you're a full-time employee and you're affected by the coronavirus, like if your restaurant closes or there are layoffs, that you can get um, a bump? Huh. Just, like, money from the government? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder if I would be entitled to that. If you're a full-time employee, I think you should be. Yeah, but I have something, like, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I am on a green card. And when I came to America, I got a sponsor my wife at the time's dad, mm-hmm. and we signed this sponsor thing where he said that if I ever become a ward of the state, a homeless person basically, he would pay for me. But, and the other end of that is that I'm not allowed any benefits, or like when I get, if I get any benefits, he will basically get a bill uh, for the commensurate amount. I'm not married to that lady anymore. Yeah, you can't really ask that guy for money. But no, I mean, it's not even. I wouldn't even be asking. I would be asking the government for money. I just really respect that guy still. He never did anything wrong. He was a nice guy. And yeah, even though my lawyers were like, yeah, you can, now that you're getting a divorce, you can sue him for like 40 grand every year. And he just owes you 40 grand every year. Basically. Why? Because it's just how it goes. <laughs> when you have a sponsee. That wow. person can just ask you for 40 grand every year. Hmm. But it's like, yeah. And then they were like, she's rich. You should ask for money in the divorce. And I was like, I'm a Swede, bro. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away Swedish? and be a server. Yeah, dude, we don't do that thing where you like get divorced and you're like, do have a money thing with. It's not Swedish. It's not the way we do it. Swedes don't care about money. Swedes believe that each man is an island and that even in marriage you're not entitled to the other person's shit nah it's it's two two people on two journeys do you believe in a human soul i think so oh really yeah okay okay let's save that for the next episode (laughs) okay thank you for listening to this week in sparkling water 
That was our review of peach from Bubbly, peach ginger from Good and Gather, and peach nectarine from Talking Rain. And that brings us to our closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. And for today's session, I would like you to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. And make sure that your spine is reasonably straight. And then simply check in with yourself. And see if you can notice the diffuse nature of all the raw sensations from your body. Notice that there's no clear shape to any of it. Notice any feelings of temperature changing or feelings of pain and discomfort. Notice feelings of your clothing against your skin. And then in all of that, I want you to realize that everything is already good enough. You don't have to change anything. And this is what life is like. <laughs>